Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Big sales! We are locked and loaded. A ton of content today and a history lesson on your Eagles. I think some of you are going to be very shocked with the history of your drafting since 2000. By the way, we're getting closer to the NFL draft, so always remember this. You're now in the land of misinformation. So some of the stuff that you're listening to now that's out there publicly are agents, general managers, coaches, personnel people trying to lead you away from actually what they're getting ready to do, okay? So you've got to take everything kind of with a grain of salt right now. When you hear someone go, I don't know, you know, this guy's really falling off the board, you're like, all right, well, I don't know if he's really falling off the board. But hang in there. We're here to set you straight. By the way, I do want to expand on something I said yesterday on Jerome Brown and Jalen Carter. Always remember something when I make a comparison for you guys. It's more of a comparison. I don't know if Jalen Carter's ever going to live up to the potential that he has shown so uh, much so far as what he did at Georgia. I don't know that. I have no idea. But coming out of college, he's got the skill sets of Jerome Brown. Some of you were offended. Some of you weren't. Some of you looked at the comparison. Relax. It's skill set. It's a comparison so that you can see that this kid is this good. There's, 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 don't, don't expand it beyond that. Don't be like some organizations and overcook it. This guy shows the same kind of football talent that Jerome had when he came out of Miami. And what's crazy, don't ever talk to me ever, any of you, on my Twitter page or anywhere about Jerome. You don't know him. You weren't around him. You weren't friends with him. Don't ever tell me anything about something about Jerome Brown. You don't know him. I grew up with him. I played next to him. 
We stayed in each other's homes. We were dear friends. There's no way in the world I would ever disrespect his memory. You know I don't. Don't act like it. It's unbecoming and stupid. Okay, just just shut the hell up. You have no idea what you're talking about. I know how it ended. And I know what happened with him. Jalen Carter, relax. That's a whole different side of the conversation. Just relax. And this is why I said yesterday, if Jerome Brown was sitting at 10, would you draft him or not? All I asked, would you draft him? Of course you would. It's worth, it's worth the risk. Look, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Now, I'm going to do something here, and I did something prior to And by the way, some of you probably have met him. Some of you probably have some type of relationship with Jerome. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting your, your um, relationship with him. If you had a chance to meet him, I'm not at all. Okay. Just some of you that have never say something to me about disrespecting Jerome. That's when I know right then and there, you've never known the guy. Just don't talk to me like that. That's one of the things I am pretty sensitive about is my relationship with Jerome Brown. So if some of you have had an opportunity to meet him in the past and you had a chance to be around him, I'm sure it was a great experience because he's a great dude. Okay? He's a great dude. Unlike another Kane, I won't name. He, he's, he, he's great when you get an opportunity to meet him and shake his hand. Okay? I won't name that Kane, but... When you met Jerome, you were glad you met him. When you met this other Kane, you regretted meeting him. I, I no no Kane on Kane hate here. I just not going to go down that line and start another war with that that I don't need to. So we're going to leave that alone. I think you probably have an idea who it is. Anyway, I want to go into the history of your football team since 2000 and since Howie Roseman's been in the building and involved with personnel. And I, wanted, I, broke, I broke it down by every single position. Now, I got to remember something because Tone kind of was right here. So let me do this. Dean, five, that's 20. Let's go here. Um, yeah, 13. Okay. So that it, it is the second, it is tone the second, if you put them all together. And I think we should put them all together here. Howie vision. I broke down every single position that they have drafted. I didn't go by round. I went by position since 2000. What do you think is the least drafted position since 2000 in Philadelphia? What would you think? It's tight end. Since 2000, you've drafted eight of them. 
The next position are quarterbacks, believe it or not. You've drafted nine of them. Nine quarterbacks you've drafted since 2000. I even wrote the list down. Wow. I mean, you talk about a train wreck of a list. The next position are defensive tackles. You've drafted 15. 15 DTs since 2000. I think you're going to be shocked. You have drafted since 2000. 16 running backs, 16 running backs since 2000. Would this number shock you? Since 2000, the Philadelphia Eagles have drafted 23 linebackers? You talk about massive failure. They've drafted 23 linebackers. Since 2000. And there's not one that's worth the shit. 23 linebackers. 23 linebackers. Since 2000. Wow. Dude, you get an F for that. That's an F for a grade. 15 DTs because of Fletcher. See quarterbacks F. No, because of Jalen. See one guy out of nine. I, 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 I'll be kind today because it's Holy Week. Tight ends, that's a pretty good position. You guys have been great at that. I'll give you a B. I'll give you a B. Tight ends, eight of them, over half of those guys have been great. Okay? Quarter, yeah, McNabb. McNabb in... What's it, McNabb? Was McNabb draft? What did McNabb first year? Wasn't he in like 1999 or 98? Wasn't he in what McNabb wasn't drafted in two? Uh, he was drafted before 2000. So, no, it's still, I guess, a C. I guess a C. Foles? Okay, let me let me let me go on here. Your linebacking drafting has been an F. How about this one? You have drafted 24 wide receivers since 2000. 24 wide receivers. What would you give the Eagle grade for tw- for 24 wideouts since 2000? What would you give them? I'll ask you, 
What would you give the Eagles as a grade of 24, 24 wide receivers? What would you say this? McNabb was not drafted in 2000, dude. What would you give the Eagle drafting for wideouts? 24 of them. A C? Really? 24 wide receivers you've drafted. Tyler, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. I'm I'm waiting to hear some news. I'll know more. I've been asked to. Um, 24 wide receivers. You got, I agree. I think it's a D. Defensive ends. You've drafted 25 defensive ends since 2000. What would you give the Eagles for defensive ends as a grade? 25 of them. You've drafted since 2000s. What would you do? Brandon Graham and then who? Sweat. Okay. What would you give that grade? Dude, this is a lot of volume. To get two guys right at a 25? I don't know. Dude, unless you draft a Lawrence Taylor, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, 25 guys. I can name you two dudes that are worth the shit. Do you guys know the number one position drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles is defensive backs? Now, look, here. Tone's right, because I put safeties in corners, so I think you got to put you got to put a line together too, centers, guards, and tackles. That comes out to 33. 33, you've had future Hall of Famers, great linemen. They get an A for that. You get an A for that. Really, really, really tremendous drafting. Franchise thought that the old line was the number one drafted position in Eagle history. The number one position drafted in Eagle history are DBs. 37 of them. And can you name me since 2000 your best DBs that you've drafted? 37. 37. And the entire secondary right now is almost non-homegrown. I mean... Those are terrible percentages. They're terrible percentages. So if you get two guys out of 37, 37 players since 2000 have been drafted by the Eagles. So Brian goes Lito and Sheldon. Okay. Out of 37. Secondary guys you drafted. Man. (laughs) I got to tell you, man, that's an F. That's an F just in volume. F. 
I'm not talking about guys if they panned out and they were sixth or seventh rounders and turned out to be stars. I'm talking about the most drafted positions in Philadelphia Eagle history are DBs, O-line, defensive ends, wide receivers, and believe it or not, linebackers. You get an F for for DBs, O-line and A, defensive ends, I'll be kind again because it's Holy Week. C minus, wide receivers, F. Linebackers, F. So you're getting ready for a draft where you're not good at anything except O-line. What would make you think they're not going to take an O-line with one of the first rounders? Or trade out of it. There's no way. The safest pick for the Eagles is to stay in the O-line. They're not good in anything in drafting. They're not a good organization in drafting. Don't let anybody in Philly tell you that guy's good in drafting. His track record since 2000, being involved in personnel decisions and being involved in the front office, that front office does not draft well. Look at the volume. Where in the world do you think – where's this list? Let's take a look at the quarterbacks. Since 2000, A.J. Feely, Andy Hall, Kevin Cobb, Mike Kafka, Nick Foles, Matt Barkley, Carson Wentz, Clayton Thorson, that the Delaware kid in Hertz. This is a shit list too. Dude, I was under some impression they actually did a good job in the draft. You can't show me anywhere that I just pointed out that makes me feel comfortable in three weeks they're going to land on anybody outside of an O-lineman. If Howie drafts an O-lineman, perfect. Perfect. Overdrafted. Jordan Davis yesterday and took a flyer on the Kobe Dean. Just Mike, I'm not talking about playoff appearances. You build your team through free agency, dude. You don't build your team through the draft. You're a free agency team built on one, two year deals. You're not built through the draft. You haven't got a DB right. You've drafted nearly 40 players since 2000. And you haven't landed on really anything. You're all lined. You're an A. Yeah, again, 37 DBs, 33 O-linemen, 25 ends, 24. Your wide receiving drafting is pathetic. And you've actually drafted 23 linebackers since 2000. Where in your mind do you think that they're going to find a guy in the draft at linebacker when they've never? I mean, this is some, look at the, um, and then you've only got six picks this year. What do you think the chances of the Eagles landing on somebody that's great this year? 
What do you think the chances of them landing on somebody that will help the football team? After giving you the history, dude, and by the way, this is not an opinion. This is actually what you've done in the draft. Okay? This is actually what you've done in the draft. So again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not even giving you an opinion here. I ask you guys the grades. Okay? This is not an opinion. This is the actions of the organization. Clint goes the last two years, the draft has been excellent. You got nothing out of last year's draft, dog. What are you talking about? What player, what player was an impact player off that draft last year? Help me out. What are you talking about? How do you know that? They haven't even played. One guy was overdrafted massive. Well, not massively. What are you talking about? That's a perception that Clint has. It's not true. Cam Jurgens didn't play. Shit, the only guy that was truly a guy that you got anything out of was the backup tight end. Bears, Dan acts like every team. I'm not talking about every team. Bears? Are you kidding me? The Bears are awful, but they're awful in free agency too. The Bears haven't got the quarterback position right. Since Sid Luckman. That's 70 years ago. So, (laughs) again, all right? I'll tell you one organization that gets the draft right are the Steelers. They get the draft right. That organization is built on the draft. The foundation of the Steelers and why they're the gold standard in drafting and developing is Pittsburgh. That's the reason they've had three coaches since 1969. January 17th, 1969, Chuck Noll walks in the building, changed the culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Rooney family forever. Okay? Hey, hey, King, I hope he does. So tell me. Okay? Tell me. Don't you now agree that the best bet for the Eagles is to draft an O-lineman? It's the safest. It's the safest because they're great at it. Every other position, their top five drafted positions, they've drafted, like I said, nearly 40 defensive backs, landed on two Two, O-line has been sensational. Defensive ends. 25 of them. Two? In 23 years? This is a 23-year, well, coming up 23 years at the latter part of April. It'll be 23 years. You've drafted 40 dudes at DB. No wonder they signed those corners to those contracts. They had to. They weren't picking Gonzalez. Dude, their picking of corners and DBs is as bad as wide receivers. Devontae Smith, DJX, sure. But you drafted nearly 25 of them. Two out of 25? 
You don't get the the Steelers get that position wide receiver right all the time. It's a legendary franchise. Antonio Brown, I think, was a fifth rounder. Um, Heinz Ward wasn't a first rounder. He was a he was like a third or something like that. I mean, Stallworth was a late round guy. The Pickens kid from Georgia was a second rounder. The Steelers get that position right. You want to know who drafts wideouts right? The Pittsburgh Steelers draft them. What's really wild about Pittsburgh, I would have always thought that the Steelers had the better history of drafting O-linemen than the Eagles. That's not true. Okay, that's not true. Not since Sirianni has come in, I think he's had a much bigger effect on the draft. Who? Sirianni? Has no say in the draft. Where, where did you get that from? When Nick Sirianni was introduced as head football coach of the Eagles, he had to introduce himself to his coaching staff. He said it at the Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Half the staff was put in place before he even got the job. Vet goes, yeah, you're right. The Steelers are rated third overall in best draft since 2000. The Eagles are rated 17th. Number one is Baltimore. Sounds right with Ozzy. Hey, by the way, Vet, I really don't think the Costa has done a really good job at retooling that defense on that side of the football either. I think that's why Ozzy is still in the building. Green Bay is second. Do you know the Green Bay Packers have drafted a wide receiver in 35 years in the first round? Okay, you know why? They've had two quarterbacks over the last 30 years. Favre and Rodgers. They leave it up to them to develop them. When you got a quarterback, you don't have to draft a court. You don't have to draft top flight wideouts. They'll make them into them. Look what Brady did for 19 years in New England. Who was the best wide receiver that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with? Can you name me one? Name me the best wide receiver that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with. Name me one. One guy that was a top-flight wideout in New England. Name me one. Can you? Can you name me one wide receiver that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with in New England that was a top-flight and a high draft choice? Name me one. You can't. You can't. They're the Amendolas of the world. The Edelmans. The Dion Branches. The Troy Browns, who doubled both ways. They couldn't find one guy, but they didn't need to. Brady was getting a guy from Worcester to come in there and play wide receiver. They didn't need him. Now the game has changed. The game has changed. NFL has changed. You, From the time Brady came into the league to today, the wide receiver core is more essential. I think it used to just be Christmas balls on a tree. Now it's part of the foundation of the tree. You've got to have top flight guys. Okay? You've got to have top flight guys. Tom Brady never won a Super Bowl in New England, ever. 
with the top flight wide out. That's a fact. He wasn't highly recruited, but was Wes Welkler decent? He had five 1,000-yard seasons through his 13 years in the NFL. Yeah. The history of Wes Welker, he was in San Diego, then went to Miami as a special teams guy. Then his last two stints were with Brady and Peyton Manning. Gee, you think that had any effect on his 13-year career? He was dog shit in San Diego, and he was a special teams guy in Miami. They bring him up to New England. He goes with the GOAT, has 100 catch seasons. He wasn't a high-profile guy. And then what does he do? He's smart. He sticks with a high-profile quarterback and Peyton Manning. You're damn right. He knew. You think Wes Walker's putting numbers up with Ryan Tannehill? Ain't doing that. Dude, these guys, these, these big-time wideouts that you pay $25 million to, it's a joke, unless it's a Justin Jefferson or an A.J. Brown. D.K. Metcalf, I throw in there, D-hop. But look at the price tag you got to put on them. Dude, if I'm going to go cheap, you can win. Dude, Nate, who, who won the Super Bowl? Juju Smith-Schuster. Was the top wide receiver in KC. Why? Well, Mahomes. Brady went to a team that was stacked with Mike Evans. You think Cooper Cup was some highly sought after kid when he came out of college? Cooper Cup had average numbers as a wide receiver until Stafford got there and they had a decent signal caller. And a decent play caller. Can't have Jeff Fisher in control of your career. This all comes down to the quarterback. You know why the wide receiving core failed in Philadelphia? Because the quarterback list sucked. Think about that. It, there's no coincidence. Your wide receivers have sucked so bad because your quarterback list sucks. It goes hand in hand. That's why you've never had a thousand. That's why you've never had a hundred catch guy in your organization's history. You find, you find a QB, you know, Andy Reid knows this now. You know what he knows? I don't need to pay a guy $25 million. How about this luxury Kansas city has over Philadelphia? Philadelphia needs to pay a guy $25 million to try to win a Super Bowl, a wide receiver. Andy knows he don't have to. He'll get some dude off the street like Juju Smith-Schuster, go win a Super Bowl. What a luxury. What a luxury Kansas City. Kansas City doesn't have – they don't even have to waste a first-rounder on wide receiver for Mahomes. They probably will, though. Now they probably need more help in the old line. Can't have a $50 million quarterback in a $2 offensive line. Can't. My number one objective, if I'm Kansas City and I'm veaching them guys – I got to get old Lyman to replace Orlando Brown. I don't give a shit about a wide receiver in Kansas City. I'll win with Juju Smith-Schuster. Shit, they could probably win with Zach Paschal. That's how they look at it now. They got rid of the greatest deep threat in the game and said, I don't care. I'm not paying that guy $25 million. And that's like, that's like what Tone says. That's a 
That's a premium position. Well, when you've got the dude, you don't need to pay it. I guarantee you Kansas City's going right down the same line that New England did for 19 years. They ain't bringing in big-time wideouts. DeAndre Hopkins is never playing in Kansas City. They ain't paying that kind of money. They don't need to. Why, t- why give that position money when you got to go of the modern day right now in Mahomes? They don't need to do that. What a freaking luxury. How do you think that Eagle offense would look without AJ on it? A lot different. Eagles aren't going anywhere without AJ Brown. <laughs> and, and that's no that's no shade on Devontae. But get this. You guys are worried about who's going to play the third wide receiver position in an organization who doesn't draft well at the position. Kansas City doesn't even have a number two. They don't have a number three. They don't even have a number one. That's because the dude, that the signal caller and the head coach, they've now figured it out. Once you've got that guy, doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in Kansas City who plays wide out. They need to get wide outs. No, they don't. They beat you with a cast off from Pittsburgh. Who, when Antonio Brown left, they thought he was going to be the one. He was a good two in Pittsburgh. But then when he got the role of one, he bombed. I mean... Knock what off? I'm talking to you about how teams are looking at this coming draft and how the Eagles, when you look at their drafting since 2000, outside of O-line, wow. You hit Malata in the seventh, yes. Kelsey, sixth round. Right, I get it. But the team is not built around the draft. 23 linebackers? Can you name one that was really a great all-pro? Out of 23 guys. Shit, the team they had last year, he had two free agents. Unrestricted UFA was TJ Edwards, which basically means he fell into your lap. The defensive back conversation Dude, you guys really want to take and think that you think you're going to trust the Eagle organization in drafting a DB when they've drafted nearly 40 guys in 23 years. You feel comfortable with that. <laughs> good luck, man. It That's not good trends. That's why, again, O-line, trade out of 10. If the desired players aren't there, get out of 10. The chances of you screwing 10 up are higher than you screwing 30 up. What you're trying to do is get a starter out of this, not wishful thinking. You've got to play the averages. What gives me the best chance of success? The 10th pick or the 30th pick? Did it ever wonder why the 49ers under Bill Walsh and under all those guys who were building that dynasty back in the day, were always winning Super Bowls in the NFC Championship, but they were picking down in the 30s. Why? Because they never overdrafted. 
They never overdrafted or overspent. They didn't have to because guys fell where they were. Do you understand as the draft gets down closer to the end of the first round, players start to align better on where their real value is. If KC loses Kelsey, they have no one. Travis is their number one. He goes down, KC loses. Okay. Well, tight end has become a major focal point, Vet. It's become a major focal point in the NFL. Wide receiving core is not a major priority in Kansas City. You've got to be functional and a good player. You don't have to be exceptional because the quarterback is exceptional. He's exceptional. How he thinks first round should be steals. I do too. Actually, Parlay, I think first rounders, I think they should be starters. I'm drafting in the first round to try to find starters. If they happen to turn into pro bowlers, cherry on top of the cake. Cherry on top of the cake. Look at, look at what Jesus says. We have way more talent than Kansas City. You do, except for the coach and the quarterback. Tight end's better, but yours is really good. They have a better defensive tackle than you. That's it. Why didn't you beat them? The best chance of success is Robinson at 10. This also helps Hurts, as you say. Dual threat. I like that, Marshall. We're going to get to the topic here in a minute. And the best tight end in the game. Okay. So they got three players. They got two players. So you're trying to tell me then, Jeremiah, the Chiefs beat you with two players with all your talent? That's an underachieving Super Bowl then. And you lost two, two starters now coming back. They can lose anybody. As long as they don't lose Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, they're going to beat everybody. So wait a minute. Those two guys beat the Eagles. Okay? That's what you're saying, Jeremiah. You got more talent than KC, but yet you couldn't stop him in the second half. And you couldn't put – and you, could, you, you couldn't hang with him in the, in the second half. That's what happened. Patriots need a cornerback. Hey, by the way, if you take a look at the if you take a look at the New England Patriots, especially over the last four years, five years, I would think that the Patriots, the reason that they're falling off the cliff is because they're not drafting well. They lost Brady. Once they lost Brady, they lost the autonomy to make mistakes in the draft. And Belichick has been making mistakes in the draft. The Arizona State wide receiver was a complete disaster. When you have the right quarterback, you can make mistakes in the draft because the quarterback's going to cover it. He's going to cover it. You know why? Mahomes throws you out of trouble. Throws you out of trouble. Look at that shitty wide receiving core that they had in Kansas City last year and a rookie running back, and they won the Super Bowl with lesser talent than you. 
Sorry to say, but that's the facts. I'm watching one minute where, like, let's take Sub-Zero from. I'm not sure what that means. I can't. Jalen was exceptional in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't put the word exceptional in the Super Bowl. I would say he was great. He was. You can't make mistakes in that ball game to cost your team points. Now, again, I've never killed him for that, and I'm not going to. But he cost his team points. Against a lesser team, mind you. Again, I'm not killing him for it. It was a mistake, but he cost his team points. How many quarterbacks outside of Burrow and Mahomes can throw you out of trouble? I think the guy in Buffalo can. I think the guy in Los Angeles can. I think the guy this year with Sean Payton in Denver can. Um, I think those guys can. Those guys are pure, prolific passers. They're pure arms, arm talent. Jalen's coming along. Again, and, 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 and no disrespect, I mean, his dual threat ability makes him one of the most unique players in the game. But if you look down the board, Geno Smith had a better passing season than Jalen did a year ago. I wouldn't consider Jalen a prolific passer. I wouldn't consider Geno Smith a prolific passer. I would consider Jalen one of the most unique talents in the game, like I would Lamar Jackson. And again, I think Jalen's smarter at seeing the game more than than Lamar is. I do. We're going to find out more about him because more is going to be expected of him. Okay? More is going to be expected of him this year. As the defense gets ready to mature. Again, what I wanted to point out to you is this is all aiming towards the Eagles taking an old lineman in the draft and trading out of it. People keep saying trade the 30th pick. Why would you trade the pick that gives you the best chance to find a starter? The 10th pick is more of a gamble. Shit, you didn't even get the 13th pick right last year. And now, again, by the way, I am never I never said that Jordan wasn't a first round selection. I just said you should have took him in the 20s. 13th pick, I'm looking for a pass rusher there. I'm looking for a starter at 13. Not me having to go out on the street midway through the season and find two 35-year-old defensive tackles. To fix my run defense. That's not what I'm looking at. So again, watch this. So if the Eagles draft a DB at 10, whew, nearly 40 guys in 23 years they've drafted at that position. It's been an abomination of failure. Defensive ends, you get an edge rusher. Look, I'll tell you one thing, though, and I will give him credit for this, and I'll say this to you about, I think Howie is a better, you know what, how about this? I think Andy Andy Reid is a better head coach in Kansas City now, all the things that he learned in Philadelphia. I also happen to think that Howie's a better general manager since he was put in the broom closet. I think he listens more now. 
I think he's more open to, as we said yesterday, departmentalizing everything and putting everything in a box so that it's easy for everyone to know their role. Okay? I think what I think the difference this time around for Howie Roseman, I think everyone knows their role. And everyone's got a defined role in that organization. And he's departmentalized it a lot with more clarity. I think people know exactly what's expected of them now. Before, it was an ideology. And I think that's smart. When, you, when, when people know their role, you know, I, I, I say this to people all the time um, about one of the greatest things on the planet, about one of my favorite teams of all time, that Jordan team. You know why, why I love the Jordan team? Rodman knew his role. He played defense, tremendous rebounder. Pippen was the best Robin on the planet. Current Paxson knew their roles as perimeter players. Weddington and Cartwright, all those guys knew. Even Tony Kukoc, they all knew their roles because they were defined by Phil. Phil defined the roles, and Jordan executed them on the floor. It's one of the greatest teams of all time on everyone knowing what your job is and what you were expected to do. Those are the great teams when you can define roles. And I think they define roles now in Philly. That's why, I, look, by the way, when I'm pointing out the draft, I could probably go into free agency and show you that he has been an absolute superstar. I'm talking Roseman in free agency. I'm talking about the event that's coming up in three weeks. That's the draft. He's not great at it. He gets lucky. This is a history of luck in the draft. 40 DBs. I'm expecting them to draft a really great player. What, when have they ever? I'm expecting them to draft a great old lineman. That I am. I'm expecting them to draft a great wide receiver. Why? Because they got Devontae and Djax right. Okay. And Jimmy Macklin. Okay. But you've drafted 25 wideouts. 25 wideouts in 23 years. And you got three right. I don't know. I wouldn't put that high on the percentage list. Again, like Tone says, you just can't have Devontae Smith as your name on your test and say you passed it for the last 23 years. Give me the OT from Northwestern, Skrinoski. Um, I, I think that's where, to me, it's the safest pick for them. Plus, you've got the best teacher in the building and the offensive line coach. Okay? Ray says, I still think we win the NFL. Ray, this is not anything to do with what I'm saying the roster looks like right now. I'm talking about the draft coming up in three weeks. And I get where you're going. Because the NFC is where it is, and I don't think you have to play spectacular defense any longer. I think you have to play functional defense. Okay. Could be. I'll tell you this. You're in the top five teams in the NFC by far. Unless Dallas gets Derrick Henry, 
which they're again, they're kicking the tires on this. You know that I know Stephen Jones and everyone in that Cowboy organization. They're talking to Tennessee. I'm getting Derrick Henry. So that's something Howie has to look at. Here, my opinion, Dallas is getting B.J. Robinson or Derrick Henry. And I'm hoping they get B.J. then, if I had to take the lesser of the two. Because at least it's a gamble whether or not he's going to be a star in the NFL. I already know the guy in Tennessee is. That guy's going to Canton. That guy's going to Canton. Okay? He's going to Canton. He's 28. He had 1,500 yards. People go, well, you know, this guy's running out of No, he's not. With better talent around him? What's the best talent Derrick Henry's ever had around him in that Tennessee offense, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown wasn't on that football team last year, and he still had 15, almost 1,600 yards. Come on, man. You put him on a team with some decent talent and a halfway decent quarterback, you're going to go some places with him. You want B.J.? I'm going to get to that here in a minute. So, again, you know, you guys are thinking that I'm giving you an opinion on your draft history. I'm not giving you an opinion on your draft history. I'm pointing it out to you. I'm pointing it out. It's not real successful. 40 defensive backs. No wonder the entire secondary is mainly built on free agents and trades. There's no coincidence to that, that the linebacking core You've drafted 23 linebackers in 23 years heading into this draft. There's no coincidence to this. Why they're all free agents or trades. I mean, they're not very good at picking quarterbacks. Foles is maybe the greatest substitute teacher in the history of the NFL. That's about all he ever was and will ever be. Hertz may save this list. Wentz was a bomb. Barkley and Kafka and Cobb and who's Andy Hall? Who's Clayton Thornson? And some go, well, still, some of these are lateral round picks. Let's see. Cobb was a second rounder. Foles was a third. Wentz was the second pick in the draft. Andy Hall was a sixth rounder. So was Brady. All right. I want to get to the topic now. It's enough of this. Um, I get two players. And I'm going to take it with the notion that the 10th pick is going to be the pick that everyone so wants to use instead of the 30th. The 30th gives you more chance of success in finding a starter. Unfortunately, people, because they see the 10th pick, it's more of a value pick. Yeah, it's a value pick to build your team and get more draft choices. Most people look at the 30th pick and see what? Top of the second. You're not going to get a lot of volume down there at 30. But what you could land on is a starter at 30. 
And this team needs some starters on defense. So you, you'd rather take the gamble at 10 where you've not been successful at, especially in defense. You've not been successful. And you want to take the gamble at 10 with a DB that they've stunk out loud with or a edge rusher that they've been marginally successful at. They overdrafted a defensive lineman a year ago. This shows you their, again, this shows you their trend. This is the behavior of the lead, of the team. This is their, 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 their operation. This is how they see things. This is a, this is three decades of how they draft. This is not an opinion. This is not an opinion. This is who they, I mean, all you have to do is go and add them up. Anyone can do it. So again, I'm going to ask this topic. I think there's two players at 10 that can help your football team today. Tone said this the other day. Hey man, if I get five years out of you and you blow your knee out, or you're something happens and you win a Super Bowl, it's worth the investment. I got two guys here. What player will help the egos most? And by the way, I don't give a shit about 2025. I don't care about 2024. I care about 2023 because that's the last year that you have with Jalen on his rookie contract. You better take full advantage of that. I told you, the Eagles have a two-year window before they start having to make really radical decisions on money and a ton of restructuring. Last year was one of them. That's what made the Super Bowl loss so criminal that they lost that game. That was one of the best constructed rosters I've ever seen. What player helps the Eagles the most in 2023? Jalen Carter or B.J. Robinson? John says, having a rough day at work. Chin up, brother. Chin up, please. Just showing appreciation for your content. Go get BJ. Let's outscore teams. I like it. I like it. I like it, John. What? Who helps your team today? Bijan Robinson or Carter? The Eagles need to be right at 10 if they're going to stay at 10. Dude, anybody else, if these two players are not there, I'm out. I'm out of 10, and I go to the highest bidder. I go to the highest bidder. Who wants the 10th pick? I'll take first rounders, and I'll take second and thirds. CZ says Carter. Um, Based on the 2023 season, Carter. Carter. Jason, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter are the two best players in this draft. They're the two best players in this draft, okay? Hey, Ray, 
Can't see at 30. Okay. That's that's a value pick. Not a 10. I'm not taking the kid from Pitt at 10. Carter is the most talented with questions. BJ is solid all around. Let me tell you this. Lat Inferno. Let me say this to you. I want Jalen Hurts to play 10 years. Do you know what the reports are with Jalen Hurts now? Get this. Here's the reports. Peter King told me this this morning. You want to hear? Should I tell you guys what Clutch Sports is doing with the Eagles? Or should I save that for the top? I think I'll save that for the top. Remind me, please. I'll tell you what Clutch is doing. Hurts. Contract. Top. And I talked to the agent of the other player about coming on. So you're going to know what I already know what Hertz's contract looks like. I got a template of the one that they're going to try to uh, emulate without the numbers. I don't, I, I don't know this one particular player's numbers, but I got the template. I already know what Hertz's contract looks like. I don't know the money. I, 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 don't, I don't want to put that out there. But I, I know what the framework is. Let me finish this topic up here first. Um, boy, Robinson helps Hurts out so much. Takes the carries away. Hey, takes the carries away. Takes the pressure off the run game. He's... The, What I don't want to have, hey, what I don't want to have, I don't want Jalen Hurts to be the best running back on my football team. I want it to be, dude, the best player for the Eagles to take is Robinson at 10. Jalen Carter, man, it'd be a tough pass for me because he'd be the second player and the second best player. And then I get a player like that on my team next to Jordan Davis. Can you imagine you might actually have three Bulldogs playing in the middle of your defense for the next decade, maybe? Whew. Gibbs is nothing near Bijan Robinson. Not even remotely close. He's a good player. He's not close to that. I would never go to Gibbs at 10. I say, God, man. Carter or Robinson? Carter's the better player. Man, I thought about, I'm, I'm, you know, coming on the air, I'm still struggling with it. I'm still struggling with it. Carter or Robinson at 10? What's the best for the team? Who makes the biggest impact in 2023? 
I had both these guys, no one else matters. I don't give a shit about those DBs and safeties and old linemen if I got these two guys to choose from. And then I got people in my ear going, I'll give you first rounder. Would you take these two players or would you take the picks? For me to trade out of that and those two players are there, you'd have to give me a first rounder. If, if Carter and Robinson are at 10, and a team comes to me and says, I'll give you a one next year for him, for that pick. I'd be like, I want a one, two, and three. And I want the two and three in this year's draft. I'll take the one next year. Ray, to go from 30 to 10, you'd have to surrender more than giving up the 10th pick. That's too high a climb. You'd almost have to give your entire 23 draft away to get from 30 to 10. And you would have to probably give up. It, 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 the 10th pick is the volume pick and the pricey pick. And it's the highest game. The Eagles can't miss. They can't miss at 10. You're in a position now. Do you want? I don't think you get it. Because the quarterback has to be paid. You have to be like Kansas City and get all those great young rookie players starting. Do you know what the advantage Kansas City had? They got rid of Honey Badger and put two starters at corner and won the Super Bowl. What? Tease, thank you. Okay. No, I mean trade 30 and 10 for five. Dude, there's not a guy in this draft that makes me want to do that. I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed by anybody in this draft except for Carter and Will Anderson. The rest of them, man, I don't – you guys look at this draft and go like this. Holy shit. Man, this thing is loaded. Do you do that? I mean, do, 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 do you, like, see Randy Moss in this draft? Like, do you see the 1983 draft here? Do, do you see that? I, I, I don't. I'm, why would I trade up to get to five when I'm looking at maybe 15 good players and two exceptional players? I would say this to you, you top five dudes, Anderson, Carter, Bijan Robinson, the kid Skornowski and maybe Wilson, the kid from tech, you know, I think you can quality picks in the second, third Shepard, what you're doing in the second and third. And by the way, I'll tell you guys, the guy that I was schooled for the draft, there was a guy by the name of Ken Herrick and Ron Wolf and Jimmy Johnson and Bob Ackles, those guys, I got a chance to sit in draft rooms and watch those guys and, and Al Davis and, and all those guys work. I got a chance to sit in the Raider draft for like four years. And I watched Ken Herrick and um, Ron Wolf work in that room with Morris Bradshaw. And I watched how they evaluated and how they manipulated a board. And then I watched Jimmy do it. And Jimmy always looked at, do, have you guys ever seen the Jimmy Johnson value chart? 
that he developed that every team uses today. We're going to have Jimmy on during, we always have him on during draft week. And he's got a draft chart. He's got a value pick. You know why he never fails in the draft? Because he goes by value. What's the best value pick for my team? He doesn't give a, it's Holy Week. He doesn't give a shit what um, your name is on the back of your jersey. He doesn't care what school you went to. Are you a value pick? Jalen Carter, 10, and the running back out of Pittsburgh, 30. No way. Not interested at all in that kid. I think he's better than – okay, well, again, Eagle Way, we'll find out soon when he gets into the league. I, I didn't see that. Now, I would say this to you, Eagle Way, the school that you're in, Curtis Martins of the world, um, LaShawn McCoy's, Tony Dorsett's, the guys that have come out of that program, Pitt's an exceptionally talented – Rich history in having talented kids come out of that program. So you're in the right Pennsylvania school. Pittsburgh is the best talent for the NFL between Penn State and Pittsburgh. Penn State wins more games and more notable games. But Pitt is the NFL factory. Penn State, not so much. Pittsburgh has had legend. If you put an all-time Pitt team together, Versus an all-time Penn State team, it wouldn't be close of Hall of Famers. Wouldn't be close. Grimm, Fralick, go down the list. Marino, Dorsett, um, the guy who played wide receiver in Arizona. Dolman, Hugh Green, Ricky Jackson, Tony Saragusa. I mean... Pittsburgh has put together some of the greatest players in the history of the sport. Darrell Rivas, Aaron Donald. Pitt is a better machine for the NFL than Penn State. Do you see Carter getting passed by Seattle? I think Seattle's going to go quarterback. I think they signed Geno to a two-year contract, and I think they're going to take a quarterback there. Watson... Okay, I'll take I'll take Pitt's NFL guys. There's not a guy you could name from Penn State that I couldn't beat you with from Pitt. No one. No one. Oh, hey, I'm sorry about that, guys. You know what's funny? Tone, I can't answer this question yet. Man. Carter or Robinson? I'll answer it on the other side. And I'll tell you what Jalen Hurts is doing with the Eagles and Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie and how his contract is going to look. We'll do that next. Jason Cole is going to join us at 430. By the way, I need your help with Jason. We're trying to get Eric Allen in the Hall of Fame. We just had Rick Oslin on, okay? Let's continue to make that push. Since nobody else in Philly's doing it, we will. I want Eric Allen in the Hall of Fame, or at least I want Eric Allen to be debated. Is that fair? At the next meetings. I want him on that list. He's not even on the freaking list yet. I'm going to get him on that list, Okay? I need your help. I want to do that. We're going to do all that in hour number two. 
Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore, all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show, by the way, I have the top 20 defensive players that are going to be in the April draft. Um, Some of them you can move around in the rankings, but the, these are going to be the top 20 players to choose from in the upcoming draft, okay? We're going to do that a little bit here, and I'm going to get to Jalen Hurts here in a second. Please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for reminding me as well. Um, boy, I asked this topic going into the top of the break here, man. What players will help the Eagles more? Which one of these guys, Carter or Bijan Robinson? 
both could be monster players for this organization. You're not overdrafting any one of them at 10. You've already eliminated failure or some failure here by doing that. Like if you draft B.J. Robinson, say, at one, that's not a value pick. Obviously. Isn't it funny? People go like this, the running back position doesn't value. You think you go to the you think you go to an AFC championship game or the playoffs year after year in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill? Derrick Henry carried you there. The the ability that the Eagles had to knock your ass into the dirt. Hey, by the way, would anybody consider the Philadelphia Eagles a finesse team? Would you consider them a finesse team or a power team? I think they're a power team that can finesse you. That team frightens people, not because of their passing. The passing game in Philly is a result of the dominance at the point of attack. Last two years, the Eagles are one and two in running the ball. Dude, you're one and two running the ball? That means you beat people up. Finesse teams get beat. Kansas City gets beat by the Colts. Why? Well, because they got outpowered by a power running team. That team, if Mahomes doesn't play as good as he can, you're going to run Kansas City over. Why? They're not a power team. That's not a power team. That's a finesse team. Again, that's what makes that whole thing with the Eagles losing that Super Bowl to a finesse team. Uh, You lost to a great quarterback and a great play-calling coach. Reed's a way better play-calling coach. That may have been Andy Reed's best half of football of coaching in his entire coaching career was that second half against the Eagles. Big Seals, is there a way to get both? CZ, you did. You established how dominant you were running the ball and you had 2,000-yard receivers. You had the best of both worlds. And you had a tight end who could have trended that way himself if he didn't get hurt. That's what made what the Eagles were last year the most complete. The Philadelphia Eagles may not have won the Super Bowl, but you know what they were? They were the most complete team in the league. Except here, here, Here were the kryptonites of that team a year ago. Not the best, not the best at stopping the run. And the middle was too open. The middle was too open. Okay? And sometimes, again, let me tell you, do you know who the offensive play caller of the year was last year in the NFL? It was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was the number one play caller last year. You don't actually think Shane Steichen was the play caller. RPO is a decision-making machine by the quarterback. Okay? It's not a play call. Breed goes, Carter, more important than a running back. We don't feed enough. Chicago should take the OT from Northwestern. They need to help their young quarterback out. Plus, Jalen Carter, you heard you heard Wanstat yesterday. There's nobody up there to keep an eye on this kid. 
you got a ton of dudes in Philly now. Keep an eye on this kid. Brandy Graham, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, all them dudes. Even the corners. Hey, straighten up, kid. You're playing pro ball. Dude, when you got guys like that, you should listen to them dudes. Because you know the one thing that they have in that building that a lot of teams don't have? They have structure. Remember I told you? The Eagles have a way of doing shit in that locker room. And they're going to make sure you conform to that. The greatest thing they ever did was not only just get rid of Wentz and all that other shit. They cleaned house and attitude. They got the whole shitty attitude out of there. It's a fun place to play. Javon Hardgrave was saying, if it wasn't for the... Get this. Here's Javon Hardgrave. Yeah, you'll like... Javon Hardgrave goes, if it wasn't for the money in San Francisco, I never would have left. Dude, you want to hear that? Because then players that become free agents go... Okay, well, I'll play there. They'll give me less money. I'll go play there. Really that cool? Players talk. Agents talk. Hey, Philly's a place to go and play now. Philly's a place that, you know, players want to go and have an opportunity. Nobody likes going to a place where you got a total dick in the building like Belichick. Nobody likes that. The only reason you tolerate that is why. You're winning. If Brady's in the room to buffer it, hey, you know, this is what he means. Remember I told you yesterday, between between Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick, that's not the best environments to go play. Then they put that shit on the chalkboard. Hey, you put your attitude at the door. Yeah, right, okay. Well, it's Duncan and Brady going, this is what he means. This is what he means. Okay? Without those two guys, look at both those coaches. They do not, I mean, the, the most, the best thing Greg Popovich did, what was it, like the uh, the Olympics? It ain't his Spurs team. <laughs> well, you know, we have the great way of winning. No, you don't now. And after Duncan left, and you couldn't connect with a modern-day player. As Tone said, well, those guys were products of the time. Funny. I think Duncan and Brady could work in today's NBA and NFL. But isn't it funny? The coaches couldn't. So Brady and Duncan could play in today's M. You imagine Duncan in today's NBA? Who would stop him? Joel Embiid? Probably. Giannis? Okay. i got to think Duncan's still right there, though, man. Greatest power forward in the history of the sport? i got to think he's still there. Brady? I'm all right with Brady. Led the NFL in passes and, and completions. I think he'd be all right. It's funny, isn't it? The coaches are all worn out now. Okay, here we go. I got to pick one. What player would make the biggest impact on the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023? God. I'm going to take Jalen Carter because there's a bigger need there. There's a bigger need there. And I think he is a Jerome Brown type player. Even though I would want BJ. One of these two guys, God forbid both of them are there. I don't know what you do, but I'm going to take Carter. I'm taking Carter. BJ, though, helps you today. Carter helps you today. But I think Carter's a better player. 
So if I had to pick, I'm going Jalen Carter. I think he's got the characteristics, and it looks a little bit like Jerome Brown to me. There. Jalen Carter. I think the running back is a fabulous talent. Fifth best talent in the, in the draft. This draft is all over the board because you know what you see people lining up with now? Needs. What happens when you draft because of a need? You overdraft players. Not the best player available. The best player in the draft is Will Anderson, but they're going to draft C.J. Stroud, who's the 16th best player in the draft. You Talk about overdrafting. You're hoping that guy turns out to be a good player. Got to go Yale. Got to go Carter here. All right. So I had a conversation yesterday and this morning with two people. Peter King. We should get Peter King on again. Also had a conversation with Lee Steinberg. And I asked Lee to send me over the framework of what the contract, just the just the basic look of what the contract looked like that you constructed for Mahomes. According to Peter King, Jalen Hurts and Clutch Sports are putting a framework together that's going to resemble exactly the way that Mahomes has his contract structured. I don't know if it's 10 years, but it's a lengthy deal. And in that lengthy deal, it gives the Eagles the ability to defer money out in case something goes sideways. The framework of the contract is going to be team-friendly to Philly. Jalen Hurts is giving Philadelphia a framework that's team-friendly for them to constantly restructure and to give them off-ramps that Mahomes has. When you see the contract, and I saw the contract, Philadelphia at any time can restructure Jalen Hurts' contract, his bonuses, his incentives, anything they need, defer money out. If they have to defer some of the signing bonus out, Jalen Hurts is structuring his contract like Patrick Mahomes. He wants a Mahomes again. Now, what's, what's the side for clutch? The money. Which means this. Every single time they restructure the contract for Mahomes, okay? Every time they restructure that contract for Mahomes, what they do, that's more guaranteed money. That's more guaranteed money in his pocket. And because you're working with the team, Lee Steinberg said he never in a million years would have got that $500 million deal done if Kansas City didn't have the ability to be able to maneuver around the contract. Look at all the players that Kansas City's lost over the last three years since they put that deal together. I think two years ago, the, the deal finally escalated and the escalators went. By the way, the escalators are going to be team-friendly as well. Okay? They're going to be team-friendly as well, the escalators. Jalen Hurts is not giving you a hometown discount, but what he is doing is giving Philadelphia a structured contract that's going to be team-friendly, the same way Mahomes has a contract constructed with Kansas City. That's what they're saying. That's Clutch is working that framework out now. That's why it's not imperative that they have the deal done now. They've already got the number in the framework done. This is going to be 
That's why Jalen sat back and went, get free agency done, sign your guys, move some money around. And by the way, the Lane Johnson money, I thought was going to be for him. It's not. It's for the draft. That's why the contract, Jalen will be announced after the draft. Um, Yeah, he wants to win. So that's kind of what I've been told. I asked Lee, what, what, see, you got to understand something about Lee Steinberg and how great he is at constructing deals. Let me give you a brief history. We'll get Lee Steinberg on too. Do you understand Lee Steinberg is the man that put the contract together for Warren Moon that went like this? Warren will never be the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. You have to remember who he was playing in the era with Elway, Montana, um, Marino. You had some of the biggest and most high-profiled quarterbacks that were in the game at that time, and they were all the highest-paid guys. So you know what he told the Houston Oilers? He went like this to the Houston Oilers and Bud Adams and them guys. Tell you what. All right. Since you don't want to make Warren the highest-paid player, let's put a deal together here. Warren Moon will never be lower than the third highest paid player. But Adams went like this. So, Kelly too. Thank you, Levin. So wait a minute. Warren Moon will never be the highest paid or the second highest paid player? Correct. And Bud Adams and the Oilers bid on it. But you know what they ended up doing? Every single year, Moon's contract was renegotiated. Why? Kelly's deal got up. Montana's deal got up. Marino's deal got up. Elway's deal. Every single year, Warren Moon's contract was renegotiated. Every year. Wouldn't you rather have, look at how he moved the market, Lee Steinberg. Every year, Warren Moon's contract stayed at market value. Look at Mahomes' deal now. The reason that he got that 10-year deal is because Lee put a team-friendly deal. He goes, we're never getting this done. You're never going to make $55 million unless you give this team an opportunity to do whatever they can to maneuver around it and give them the flexibility. He sold Mahomes on that. That's why they got rid of Tyree Kill. And he was okay with it. You never heard him bitch about it. You never heard Mahomes bitch about Hill leaving. Why? Well, it was all around his contract. So Warren Moon never fell off the face of market value. And after a while, the Oilers started seeing that going, holy shit, we signed a seven-year contract with Warren Moon, and Warren Moon's going to get seven renewals every year. Genius. Genius. That's seeing through the weeds. That's what Lee did. Jalen's people at Clutch see the same thing. Listen, do you want to be Derek Carr or do you want to be Patrick Mahomes where you're a generational player in an organization? The reason the Raiders had to move off of him, one, because he wasn't getting it done. And secondly, remember what he did when there was an upcoming date on an escrow payment? They wanted him to renegotiate it. He said, F you, I'm not doing it. See you later, you're gone. 
the problem that most of these teams have right now is that their agencies are greedy and they're not as the as the money escalates okay as the money escalates and the money gets bigger you need to be more and look at look at Baltimore and Lamar Jackson look at Baltimore and Lamar Jackson they're so far apart one wants this the other wants that you know what Jalen wants hey I want this here, but here's what you can have to give me that. It's give and take. Okay, you want 50 million? What are you willing to do for us for 50 million? Well, you can renegotiate my deal, my incentives, my um, my roster bonuses. You can restructure it at any time you want. We're open to that. But there's a premium to pay for that. Well, here's 55, here's 52 million dollars. Okay, dude, if you give the team and the Eagles and Jeffrey Lurie the ability to maneuver around the 52 million, they have to. Hey, Jalen, can we get your can we get your salary down to half one year? Here's upfront money. Sure. That's working with a team. That's a team friendly deal. You guys see some. I learned something from Lee Steinberg today. You know what? I learned something from Lee Steinberg. It's not the money. It's the structure of the deal. That's what holds a lot of this shit up. That's why teams hedge. That's why teams hate that Cleveland deal, because there's no structure to the deal. It's just 230. Cleveland's in a bind with him. Now, from what I'm understanding, though, uh, Deshaun has gone back in there and put some parameters in there for the Browns. You see the Browns just restructured a contract to his. And they re kind of moved some money around because he wanted to be that way too. Okay. That's right, Yale. The player wins here. The player wins because the player's playing ball with the team. You know, I, I, I used to hear you guys saying this all the time. Jalen's going to give the team a team-friendly deal. He is. He's structuring his deal the same way Mahomes is. That's exactly what you wanted to do. And again, talking to Peter King on this and talking to Lee Steinberg on this, this is where Jalen Hurts is giving. Um, this is where he's giving the Eagles an advantage. He's giving them this. Again, before I bring Jason Cole on, because Jason knows the Warren Moon deal, okay? He's going to structure that Mahomes deal. This is why this is going to be a seven-year contract. It's because it gives that team the luxury and the latitude to move in separate directions if they have to. Warren Moon was never the highest paid player in the history of the sport. But you know what Steinberg did? He told you you would never be lower than third. Warren Moon had one-year renewables for seven years with Bud Adams and the Oilers. That's working with the team. That's why Warren had his contract redone every year. Let me bring in Jason Cole. Jason, I'm learning a little bit now on the structure of what Jalen Hurts and the team-friendly deal that he's going to give the Eagles. It's not so much the money. It's the structuring of how they did it in Kansas City. I talked mm -hmm. to Steinberg, 
And Steinberg said that what they did to be able to get the $50 million in the $500 million contract is that Clark... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hunt and the organization wanted to make sure that they had latitude and they had flexibility in moving around that contract. And that's what the parameters are going to be. What's your take on this? I mean, it makes some sense as you're, um, as you're maturing a contract, as you're maturing the quarterback, what's the advantage for the player, however? Yeah, I mean, are, are you going on assurances from the team or are you getting actual some, some kind of guarantee along the way that he's going to make sure that he's guaranteed me along the way? I'm sorry, Jason. We need to, we need to reconnect um, if we can here a little bit. We're not hearing Jason. Uh, hopefully we can reconnect here with it. So I got the connection. Let me call Okay, you. there we go. Okay, appreciate it. Okay, let's see if we can reconnect with them as we continue here. So, so you guys know, that's what I'm being told is that Jalen Hurts is giving the Philadelphia Eagles the flexibility to put him a homes deal together that is going to give him the ability and the Eagles' ability to be able to restructure. Now, what Jason just said, what's the player's advantage? Well, the player's advantage is the same advantage Mahomes has. 
guaranteed money. Mahomes gets guaranteed money every year, and every time you get restructure, you get more money. Patrick Mahomes will have – because they restructured the contracts, because they had this flex – they had to flex out some money because they lost Orlando Brown, Mahomes got money off that. This is a total win for the Eagles and for the player. And for the player. Okay? So, Peter King, um, Lee Steinberg, I saw the I saw the parameters of the contract. Um, so that's pretty amazing, actually. T says Jalen loves to win so much he wants a good team around him. That's correct. That's correct. And he's making that happen. He's totally making that happen. Um, seven years, Ray. I think it's going to be a. I, I didn't, Ray. I didn't think it's going to be over five. This is going to be a seven-year contract. Um, Jalen Smart, absolutely, and his roster stays competitive. That's the key to this thing. Hurts is Hurts is Hurts is looking. Hurts is playing Brady ball. Jalen Hurts is playing Brady ball now. Okay? He's playing Brady ball. By the way, one of the reasons we're having um, Jason Cole on, I need your help with Eric Allen. We're getting Eric Allen on the ballot. We are going to put Eric Allen on the ballot. Okay? Um, I'm sick and tired of not having, debating him. And guys like Leroy Butler and some of these other guys are making it into the Hall of Fame. We're getting him at least... How about this? He is going to be at least talked about. And Jason can make it happen. Along with Rick Goslin, who was on this week, we're making that happen. I've talked to Jared Bell already. We are going to do that too. So let's see if we can get Jason back up here now. Jace, appreciate it. Um, just, just, to, just to recap here, the, the, the framework of the Hurts deal is going to look a lot like Mahomes' deal. Mm-hmm. I think what they're doing is playing Brady ball a little bit here, Jason, that Jalen wants to make sure that he has a competitive roster. And I think this is brilliant by the player. Well, you know, look, there's a couple of ways to deal with that. Um, it, look, it's a good PR thing. You got to make sure you're getting some, you're getting some guarantee out of it and having large cap numbers year over year, which is sort of where Mahomes is. So the team constantly has to come back to him is and, and renegotiate the contract is an advantage. It's a really big advantage if you're Patrick Mahomes, right? And you're one of the premier quarterbacks in the league and you know, you've got a great, you know, offensive coach who's going to help you a lot. Right. It's a different thing if you're not a pure quarterback in the Mahomes um, category. And I'm not sure that Jalen Hurts is that right now, right? So, you know, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but he's betting on himself a little bit more than even Patrick Mahomes is betting on himself. Who's better than him in the NFC if uh, Rodgers goes over to the Jets? Well, it's not, I mean, I don't know. If there's anybody who's better than him, I mean Stafford when he's right. Um, you know, I think the Eagles are better. looking at that too, Jace. I think you're right. If he's in the AFC, 
it may be a different conversation here, but if you're looking at the NFC right now and you don't see, I mean, Dak, Kirk Cousins, I mean, these are all like overachieving dudes that are in that side of the conference as well. I mean, and the Eagles oh, have oh, been. Look, look, I, look it, it only behooves the, the Eagles to lock him up now. And again, lock him up earlier than later, even if you have to overpay on some of the guaranteed money when you pay now. Because again, we've talked about it. How long a career is Jalen Hurts going to have playing the way he plays? All right. It's an issue. It's a, it, well, it's an issue. And the second part of that is, can he modify the way he plays so that he can have an extended career? If you believe that, um, if you believe either one, if you believe that he's going to have a short career, lock him up now. Sort of what Buffalo did with Josh Allen, right? Yeah. Get him, or get him done earlier than later because the co- cost is only going to go up or you're going to get into a Lamar Jackson kind of situation where you're butting heads of your value, right? And so yeah, completely great. I, I, I always go side with the team locking the player up earlier. And in Jalen Hurts' Hertz, case, you have to think that way too. You have to think, am I going to have a 9, 10, 11, 12-year career or am I going to have a 7, 8-year career? What am I going to do? And so I should maximize my money now because – whether you get paid $150 million guaranteed or $200 million guaranteed, you know, we're talking about life altering money and that's, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up and, you know, your grandchildren, great grandchildren up for life. If you do this right. Jace, I, I, I look at it though, also as Hertz wants to be in business with the Eagles and the Eagles want to be in business with him. And, I think the evolution of him from the first year to the second year and watching how he carries himself, you know, there's one thing that's evident. I really don't know if Philadelphia was a destination for players to want to go and play. I do now. And I think they want to play with this kid. And I think they want to play there. I mean, Javon Hardgrave said this. He said this the other day to Darius Slay. If it wasn't for the money, I never would have left Philly for San Francisco. I didn't want to leave. I mean – that, that well, says a lot to me as a former player when I hear play because most players like when they leave a place, they take a crap on them. Instead, you're going, man, I didn't want to leave the joint, man. It's really a great environment to work there. No, I look, I think everything is going right for Philadelphia. They've got the right mix of you know the head, the the GM, the owner are on the right page right now. The quarterback and the coach are on the right page. And they're in a conference where they got a chance to kind of rule the roost here for the next three, four years, depending on what happens with quarterbacks at some of the other places. You know, again, depending on what happens at San Francisco, what, you know, what do they do with their quarterback situation? What does green Bay, you know, is, is Jordan love going to be a really good player or are they stuck trying to find another guy? You know, there's all sorts of these questions that we have out there. Philadelphia is a good, good place to be right now with a serious shot of getting to the Super Bowl and possibly winning a Super Bowl. John Lynch, um, there's conversations out there in the grapevines with the agents that are now, they're saying that John Lynch might be kicking the tires a little bit on Green Bay and sending, um, get this, it's a cap issue, obviously. What does that do for Bose's negotiations? I mean, I don't want to have the defensive end on the 49ers, the highest paid guy, because I know I'm going sideways that way. So to me, 
do you make a one-year run with Aaron Rodgers and bring him to San Francisco because you know the quarterback situation? Green Bay wants draft picks. They want to get out of that. Maybe you send Trey Lance up to and let Jordan Love and those two battle it out up there. And you send it to, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, I, I, I yeah, Trey, 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 yeah, I mean, you're spitballing. Look, if I, I, I would have been thinking about that late last season, even, even when Purdy was, was playing well, I'm still thinking Aaron Rodgers because I'm going to, you know, can I make a run? Well, the so word yeah. was they even reached out to Ben Roethlisberger to come and play. Absolutely. You want to want you want to reach out to anybody at that situation because you didn't know what you had with Brock Purdy. And right now you don't know what you have with Brock Purdy because his arm is rehabbing, right? So yeah. you, you, you got all sorts of issues here, but you know that everything else on your team is is ready. And so yeah, if I'm them, I'm I'm kicking the tires on this and trying to figure it out. Now I'm mindful of the fact that. Kyle Shanahan and Aaron Rodgers in the same building. Whoa! <laughs> like, like, you think he'd respect him? Yeah, I think he's going to respect him. Do I think that they're going to butt heads like crazy? Yeah, of course they are. I mean, look—that's Kyle's way. It's you know, Kyle is a headstrong guy. He believes in himself, which he should. I mean, he's a really terrific coach. And he's done a lot to maximize quarterbacks. Aaron's at a stage where Aaron doesn't feel like there's too many authorities who can tell him what to do. So, you know, maybe they can make it work. Maybe, you know, not. I'll say this. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'd much rather be in San Francisco than New York. <laughs> that That's an absolute fact. Jason, how about this other one here? Cowboys kicking the tires, Tennessee, to get Derrick Henry in the building. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, Derrick Henry is one of the few running backs in today's age because of the way the game is played, because you have to have, you know, generally smaller defenses that are, you know, deep pass defense oriented where you're saying I can use him as a battering ram, you know, and, and probably get two or three more years out of him and not just use him as battering ram and use him up the way that, say, a Brandon Jacobs or a Ricky Williams. He's still got mileage on his tires, right? You still oh, have yeah, 1,500 yards last year, over 300-some-odd carries. He's 28. Yeah. That guy's still got a full tank of gas, in my opinion. Well, I, I think so, too, and I and he's one of the guys like, yeah, if I'm, if I'm Dallas, he's a perfect fit for the trot, the, the, the game I'm trying to run where I just play open enough with those wide receivers, right, with CeeDee Lamb and all those guys that they have. I, I can play open enough that that's going to create avenues and running lanes for a guy like Derrick Henry. I think that that's a perfect fit and the way that Mike McCarthy wants to run his running game. That is a, that is a definite match. But I think, look, I think Derrick Henry works just about anywhere. Because, <laughs> so because, do I. Right, because because of the way that the game is played today, and surprisingly, that won't get used up the way that old time running backs got used up. Two last questions for you: um, Does Lamar Jackson play this year? Does he play in Baltimore or somewhere else? I think he plays in Baltimore. He plays on a one year deal, and then... so he goes back to Baltimore on a thirty six million dollar deal. 
Who else is going to pay him? Man, what a slap in the face. I mean, look. A, a, total, I, a total failure on the gamble. No, not a total failure. I mean, look, if he wants to go back to them and get 150 to $200 you know, million guaranteed, I'm sure he can get that. He's just not, not going to get the 200 You know, this is, this is what happens when you don't have people in your ear who tell you the truth. You, you, you live on hopes and dreams rather than this is what the market is. And this is what reality is. And it's hard to hear that, but that's, that's what you need to hear. You got a bunch of people in your ear who are trying to get your attention to say, Oh, I can go make you that money. I can get it for you. You'll make 200 million with me. You'll do this. And you've got your mom who look, I don't blame her for being his greatest advocate. She should be. You know, she she's she's done a hell of a job helping get that kid to this point and making him a star in the NFL. But this whole thing about you got to get paid more than what Deshaun Watson got paid. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Um, and it's not because of the owners. It's because of style play and because of, you know, because that wasn't that contract was an outlier and Cleveland was overwhelmingly desperate to get him. They had to pay him to come play in Cleveland. That's which is the opposite of what you're talking about with what, you know, where you are with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Finally here. I talked to Jared Bell. I talked to um, Rick Goslin the other day about, about Eric Allen. I talked to some people at the hall of fame, Jace, how do I get Allen on a list to you for you guys to debate? What's the process? Well he's, well, he's already on the list. I mean, he's he's among the guys who's who's going to be whittled down. He was on the list of twenty five. I think you know he just didn't make the list of fifteen last year. Okay, so he's close. You know, the 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 question is, why does he belong in the top fifteen? What's the overwhelming reason? And part of that has to do with who are the other people who are being considered, right? Like. You know, if well, Darrell Revis is coming up too. So I mean, well, no, Revis is already in. I mean, and, and that's right. Revis got in this year. And, that's right. You know, so there are some other guys, and the other question is, you know, how does he compare to other guys who are already in the Hall of Fame? How does he compare to guys who are also on the ballot? Those are two things to 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 figure out. And that, you know, yeah, I, I haven't looked at it lately. I'm going fifty-eight to, ints. To, I mean, look, bad. he's uh, he, look. He's a terrific player, and he's right on the cusp. But I would also caution you to say, how many INTs did Terrell Buckley have? 50-something? Yeah. And I'm not trying to say he's Terrell Buckley, but ter- but INTs have to be measured in how, you know, how did you do your job and what was it? So I, I, don't, I don't use INTs as the only measurement. They are part of an overall um, look at a player. Absolutely. Jace, thank you so much, my friend. I always appreciate your time and value your time. Thank you so much. Anything, anytime, dude. Talk to you later. Got it. That's my friend Jason Cole, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. We appreciate him coming aboard. I want to reset something here, though. And I want to get back to you guys on what Hertz has done for you guys. And this is what I'm hearing again. Okay. And I think some other people are reporting on this, too, that um, Hertz is going to give the Eagles, a Mahomes type deal. And it's going to have a lot. And again, see most people, when you hear 
Um, when you hear a Mahomes type deal, you actually don't know what's in the Mahomes deal. And when you go into the Mahomes deal and you start to dissect it, you see that roster bonuses, you see incentives, you see um, first team all pros, you see MVPs, divisional titles. There are so many benchmarks that you have inside those contracts that players get paid on now. If you're second team all pro, if you're first team all pro, if you um, lead the NFL in touchdown passes, if you lead the league in completion percentages, you get roster, you get not roster bonus, you get you get player incentive bonuses on this. Okay, so all of those things um, that are in the contract, um, that's exactly what Mahomes has. Um, Mint goes, he's no dummy, Sills. No, I'm not saying that. But what he is is flexible. Most of these quarterbacks, Mint, are not flexible. They're not flexible to put contracts like that together. You know why? Most people in life are all about the start gate and not the finish line. Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, and Patrick Mahomes are looking at the finish line. Smart. But you have to be confident in who you are for you to believe that. Now, I do agree what Jason says. One thing is really troubling, though. Again, the style of play, if you're clutch sports, you've got to be cognizant of that. Okay, look, this guy here, hey, that guy up in Buffalo, <laughs> he's got to do it. If I were his agent, I'd be telling him, get down, kid. Slide. Get down. Okay. Yell goes like this: Was Mahomes' bonus pay payout for winning the Super Bowl? Hey, hey, hey Yell! Not only for that, winning the AFC Championship. Look at this: Mahomes gets a bonus for going to the AFC title game, winning the AFC title game, winning the Super Bowl, plus the money he made for the Super Bowl. That's how you put team-friendly deals together. You put all those incentives. And you know what, too? Hey, are you trying to tell me Mahomes is not gambling on himself? What's the assurance he's going to a Super Bowl again without Tyree Kill? Don't you think there was apprehension when Tyree Kill was traded to Miami and all of a sudden you got incentives in there that I'm going to lead the NFL? Look at this. Look at how much Mahomes gambled on himself. What's this? wait a minute, I'm losing the best deep threat in the game. I got an incentive for leading the league in passing yards. I got an incentive for leading the league in touchdown passes. And I just let Hill go. Shit, what did he do? He broke records this year. He broke the all-time single season yardage number. Bonus. And he led the NFL in touchdown passes. Bonus. Without the kid. <laughs> that's That's gambling on yourself. Dude, you need people to throw. He's throwing the ball to Juju Smith-Schuster. Look at how much that helps Kansas City out. He's throwing to a guy that makes $21 million less. And he's still breaking records and getting incentives and winning Super Bowls. That's investing in yourself. Jalen Hurts believes that. Now, again... 
the style of play, the style of play, I, if I'm clutch, I still think you have to get, for me, with Jalen, I would want, how about this? I would make this point. I would want more money in my guarantees, in my initial constructing of the contract, and I would want as much as Allen got. Whatever that number is and guarantees, I want to top it because he is an exotic player. And what I mean by that, he's dual threat. Dual threat, more chance of injury. They don't last long. So they've got to look out for him. As much as he wants to give a team-friendly Patrick Mahomes deal, okay, Hilton goes, Jalen's style of play is not that bad. Name me one player that's had a long, giant career like that and doesn't look like Cam Newton or RG3 at the end or Vic. Vic never played a full season in his entire career. Can you name me one guy? Okay. That was like a dual threat dude. And he's not quite Russell Wilson yet. He's not quite Russell Wilson. He, he, he's getting there. By the way, I think Russell, do I think Jalen Hurts can, to my, my opinion, the ceiling is Russell Wilson. That's how I see Jalen. Okay. If, if, if Jalen can be anything kind of around that with Russell Wilson, he, he that's the kind of player you're hoping for. Okay. That's the kind of player you're hoping for, is that kind of player. Look at Neil talking Fran Tark. Fran Tarkington, when he left the game, had the most touchdown passes and most passing yards in NFL history. I see the LOL, Neil. Remember that. I mean, it wasn't like he couldn't throw the ball. And I'm not saying Jalen can't. Okay, but I mean, Tarkington was passer. He led the NFL, I mean, NFL for years with the most passing yards. He broke Unitas's record. And, and, and by the way, I saw somebody go like this. Jalen and Dak and Cousins are not overachievers. Were they first rounders? I must have missed that. Dak was a fourth or fifth rounder. Cousins was a fourth or fifth rounder. Jalen was a second rounder. The entire NFC is almost all of those type of guys, overachievers. None of them expected them to start. You're not if you're not drafted in the first round, you're not expected to start and make $50 million in the NFL. You're, you're being drafted to be a seatbelt. Okay, those guys all overachieved. The entire NFC, almost outside of Stafford and, and Rodgers, Geno Smith, overachiever. Dak, overachiever. Cousins, overachiever. Jalen, overachiever. These guys aren't Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Tug of Viola and all these guys that were first-round picks and in the top 10. Mahomes. All those guys were top 15 to the number one overall player selected. Those guys were expected to start and star. Okay. They were expected to start and star. Okay. 
Yeah, Jared Goff has actually underachieved. And by the way, I think he's reinventing himself in Detroit. But there's a reason that that Los Angeles moved off him. Because he was underachieving. So again, he had no way to go but down. And no nowhere to go but down. Okay? Daniel Jones, you think he's overachieved? He's overpaid and underachieved in New York. Isn't that fair? S. Blunt, if you were going to say Daniel Jones today, would you not use these comments? Overpaid and underachieved for where he was drafted. By the way, 11, I'm saying I think golf has kind of elevated his game back. I'm saying that. I, I agree. No, no. I, I, I think he, watch it. Detroit's in better. Detroit's in a better place today on April 5th than where Los Angeles is right now on April 5th. I feel better going into the season for the Lions than I do the Rams. The Rams have a hundred question marks. Hundred question marks around that football team. Besides Mahomes, almost every I don't think I look, I don't think Justin Herbert is underachieved. Justin Herbert has thrown for more yards in the amount of time that he's been in the league than any quarterback in NFL history next to Mahomes. I think Joe Burrow has not underachieved. He's been to two AFC championship games. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's changed the entire landscape in Cincinnati. I think Trevor Lawrence has changed the Jaguars into a conversation now that we're talking April 5th instead of the draft about division titles. I think those quarterbacks, I think Buffalo is in a place where they're going to constantly contend. The Buffalo Bills are going to contend for the AFC championship for the next decade. That's not underachieving. You're going to be in a Super Bowl window for a decade with Josh Allen. You're going to be in a Super Bowl window in Kansas City for the next 10 years with Mahomes. You're going to be in a Super Bowl window with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence for the next decade. Let this thing play out. Underachieving? I don't believe it. The problem that I have with Herbert is that he's in one of the worst organizations owned by one of the worst NFL families and the Spanos families when it comes to business of football. They don't get it right. How can you have Dan Fouts, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, and Justin Herbert, and you've only been to one Super Bowl? How's that possible? How can you have a collection of quarterbacks like that? Philly doesn't have that. You had Drew Brees in the window, and you almost ruined his career there. And you go to the Super Bowl with Stan Humphreys. How appropriate. The lesser of all those guys. You go to the Super Bowl with the lesser of all them dudes. You've had Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Dan Fouts, and now Justin Herbert. And you don't win squat with them. And all those um, I think Fouts went to one AFC title game. Rivers went to one. I think they've only been to two AFC championship games. I mean... How do you have that collection of quarterbacks 
And Stan Humphreys takes you to the promised land. You get destroyed by the Niners. <laughs> Crazy. Buffalo isn't achieving, achieving anything if they don't fix that offensive line. Yes? Yes. See, that's a fair rip. And running game. Okay? And running game. You're, you're, you're right, Eagle fan. That's correct. And now that they're paying the quarterback, hey, man, you got a lot of work to do. Jeffy goes, Daniel Jones is Sam Bradford minus the injuries. Sam, hey, 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 Jeffy, Sam Bradford used a mask when he played in the NFL. You know why? All the teams he robbed with money. I've never seen, he was the last player to get those big signing bonuses coming out of college. I think he got like $54 million. I've never seen a guy rob a bank more. Him and Brock Osweiler. When they showed up at the uh, general manager's office to get their checks, they had their head down. <laughs> hey, and I, and I always tell you this, man. At least Jesse James, he used a gun when he robbed the bank. <laughs> These guys use bad play to rob a bank. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, dude, Jesse James used a gun. These guys here, Brock Osweiler and Sam Bradford, I don't know, man. They didn't even have to use a gun to rob and hijack franchises. <laughs> yeah, hey, 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 Ferno, me too, man. Can you imagine getting Sam, hey, $100 million and you get 5% of that? So you mean I get $50 million of that for the shittiest quarterback ever to get the most money of all time? I don't know how that guy did it. He was, I mean, he, he was okay, man, but man. Cousins, too, I guess. You guys have finally convinced me on that. Holy cow. Sam Bradford, man, gets his paycheck with his head down. <laughs> hey, dude, you never want to go up into your boss's office. Hey, thanks for paying me. <laughs> uh, shit, Ben Simmons, man. Hey, hey, Shakur, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons and Manny Ramirez have a lot in common except for this. Manny was actually good, but Manny never knew where he played. Hey, it's Manny Wood. What's that mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> Manny Wood. Manny Ramirez and Ben Simmons, right, Tone? Probably the same guy. They don't really give a shit where they play, but Manny was good. <laughs> I mean, Manny Ramirez was really good, man. Ugh. All right, let me, let me take a timeout. We're going to reset. Top defensive players that are going to be in the April draft. Surprise teams in the NFL. Some Heisman talk a little bit here. I want to talk about the deal that Jalen is giving the Philadelphia Eagles. All reports are saying it's going this way. We'll look at the top defensive players because I think maybe the Eagles can get one of these guys. A little more on that 10th pick. It's a value pick. The guy, the pick you're going to get your player on is at 30. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. 
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Have a ball once more. Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. show appreciate you guys coming aboard thank you very much for listening to me here and i appreciate all you guys especially during this holy week hopefully everyone's getting ready for easter weekend and whatever your denomination is um this is one of my favorite weeks of the year is easter week especially in my family man i mean our big eating (laughs) i shouldn't i shouldn't put them in an order like this because it doesn't sound very good but Man, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving. My grandmother loved Easter, man. She just absolutely loved Easter. So it was. I think it was. I think if I, my aunt and I were to say, it was probably my grandma's favorite. Um, her favorite holiday. We loved it so much. So very cool, man. We appreciate everybody coming in there. By the way, look at what the Jags have done. So the Jags have given Trevor Lawrence Calvin Ridley because they saw exactly what A.J. Brown brought to Jalen Hurts. Ham? Um, yeah, I think we have a ham. I think we do ham on Easter, yeah. I think, yeah, I think we, we dropped that in there. Look, at Trevor Lawrence is getting now Calvin Ridley. They're going to rip that division apart. They're going to rip that division apart. Okay? They are. 
All start to the Hall of Fame. Man, he was a red zone machine. I don't know if you put fullbacks. Well, hey, 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 Daryl Johnston, would you put in? You know what I mean? Daryl Johnston, Mike Allstott. You know what I mean? Mike was kind of a hybrid. Instrumental in that great success of that Buccaneer team. He surely was. Great football player. Great football player. But I want to reset. We're going to look at the top football defensive players heading into the draft. Um, as I said, a lot of reports now are saying that Jalen Hurts is putting a deal together and Clutch Sports is putting a deal together with the Eagles that's team-friendly, that resembles a lot of what Mahomes is doing. And there's your hometown discount. Jalen's going to give the flexibility for the Eagles to do business to make sure that he has a roster around him. Jalen Hurts is playing Brady and Mahomes ball, and basically he's giving them the attitude to do this. You guys want to do something? And you know what it also does? Tell me, tell me the most important thing when you restructure your contract. Hey, Yale, think about this. Tone, everyone, think about what this does. When you restructure your contract like Mahomes, what does it do? What does that do for the player? Besides the economics, what does that do for the player? It keeps you abreast of what the organization is doing. It keeps you part of what they're trying to accomplish. It keeps you involved in the game plan. It, 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 it gives you a seat at the board of directors table. Okay? It, it gives you knowledge of what they're thinking, what they're doing. Personally, I think this was the fallout with Brady and Belichick at the end. Brady wasn't invited to those meetings anymore. They weren't being transparent with him. They started basically taking advantage of him. And Brady went like this. Well... They're not restoring and refilling the cabinet with the money that I give back to the organization. They're not telling me what they're doing. Brady had to go to Kraft to get Garoppolo out of the building and get this Jimmy G's represented by the same guy, Don Yee. Wasn't like he was pissed off at Garoppolo. He was pissed off at Belichick because Belichick wasn't keeping him abreast anymore like he did earlier when they were getting rid of players. So he said, screw it, I'm going somewhere else. When Brady lost his seat at the executive table, that's when everything went sideways. Shit, that shit up there in New England was never about money. It was about transparency. They were not being transparent with him at the end. All the shit and money... Brady must have given that organization back a quarter of a billion dollars. And for them not to be transparent in the end, that's why Kraft has got to be doing the same thing that Ed DeBartolo did when he allowed Montana out the building. Biggest regret DeBartolo ever had was letting Joe go, he said. Man, I should have been more involved in that decision. You know, it was too late when I said, you're the starter still. He goes, no, it's time to go. It's time for Brady to go. See, Jalen's can Jalen is now, and the Eagles want to. 
The Eagles are now giving Jalen a seat at the board of directors table. Jalen, we're going to put a framework together the same way. By the way, maybe I should post that framework. I'll ask Lee Steinberg if I can do it so you guys can see what kind of the contract looks like. Um, I, I don't know I can do that because I think that might be that might be too much. I, I could probably get blocked from Twitter on that, so I, I don't I don't think I should do that, but I, probably not. Maybe I'll read it here if I get the okay. I don't think I should post that because it tells a little too much too much about what the framework looks like for Mahomes, and I, I don't I, I don't think I can do that. I think that's illegal. It's private information. Yeah, I don't think I can. So we're not going to do that. But it's such a great team-friendly deal that, again, and, and, and know this, I don't know the money, and I, I'm assuming it's seven years. Okay? I'm assuming it's seven years. <clears throat> See, the money, the money, the money's not the issue. The money's not the issue. It's the framework. Even Ursay said that at the NFL owners meetings. Okay? Even at the NFL owners meetings. Hey, I don't care about paying a guy like Lamar Jackson $51 million. I'm just not giving guarantees. What does that tell you? Every owner wants to pay their player. They'll, they'll pay a guy $51, $52 million. But they have to have a team avenue and a team-friendly deal to have flexibility and to be able to negotiate if they have to come and go, what if Howie – here, watch this. What if it gets in the middle of the season in 2024? Jalen has his contract. God forbid A.J. Brown blows a knee out. They want to go get DeAndre Hopkins. They have to go to Hurts. Jalen, we're going to restructure some money so we can sign this guy. Cool? Sure. Helps him. Helps the player. Jalen's investing. He gets more money as a guarantee. And there's a sign-up bonus for him. Brand new sign-up bonus, renegotiated. It's, 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 Hertz will probably, in the end, if he takes care of himself, maybe he could get $350 million out of this deal. I Neil, I don't know what the number is going to look like when it comes to the signing, I'm just saying they're putting a Mahomes deal together. And I think just with market, you could probably figure it out. It's going to be north of what the kid got in Arizona. What did he get? 46.1? Well, it's going to be north of that. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles came in with 50 million. I mean, Dak's going to make 49.5 this year. Now, do you sign bonuses or in-season bonuses affect the cap also? Your, your contract for that year, whatever the number is, it's, it's all done by the NFL Players Association. I think it was done after March 15th. Those contracts and all the things that are in your contract, because the new year, the new year started on March 15th. I think it was the 15th. And when the new year starts, the new cap starts. 224 something, whatever it was. So 
not at the top of the year because that's still last year's NFL. Like middle of March, second week of March, I'll say, is when the new league year starts. Steve goes, my my company won't guarantee 150 bucks. <laughs> oh man. Hey man, I know I'm talking. Hey, I'm talking. I feel like we're playing Monopoly right now. Arthur goes, signing bonuses can spread out over a life of a contract. Yeah, Arthur, but you know what the Cowboys did? They gave Dak $75 million, not this last year, but the year before. He made $75 million. His 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 base and his signing bonus. He made $75 million two years ago. Deshaun Watson just got $170 million. That was in escrow. And remember something. Well, what was that? Just part of the contract? So he got half of the contract almost given to him this past Friday. All guaranteed money. Here's $170 million. <laughs> Dude, Deshaun Watson just got $170 million four days ago. Here. $170 million. Jesus, grimy. Try that one on. Was it Monday? Okay. Wait, does it matter? Friday, Monday, $170 million. Hey, Neil. Hey, Neil. Neil, let's just be fair here. When you're getting $170 million on a paycheck, are you concerned about taxes? <laughs> okay. That's like when people, my friend, my friend Crawford Kerr owns this gigantic house in uh, in Florida. I walk into this thing. This thing's like 20,000 square feet. You know what my dumbass comment is? Man, what's the electric bill in this? And Crawford looks over at me, goes, hey, Big Sills, always remember this, Biggin. When you have a house like this, do you think I care about the electric? I go, no, fair enough. <laughs> hey, fair enough. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. You think I'm concerned about the water bill? Big sales. If you got a house like this, are you concerned about your water bill? Nope. <laughs> uh, have no caring about the water bill. <laughs> Here's me. Look. Man, I wonder what it cost the electricity. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford. Right. Hey, right. Hey, that's. Oh, I know. It's not a chance. Dude, the guy had a Bentley in the front yard and he had a, um, he had a shadow, one of them Rolls Royces in the front and a Hummer. So I have a Hummer. Okay. Of course. Right. Yellow canary. You could see it from Skylab. Wait a minute. Woof. What an awful reference. You can see it from the space station. <laughs> wow, way to date yourself, Dumb Sills. That's my new nickname, Dumb Sills. <laughs> Property taxes are 45K. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait. Arthur goes, oh, my God, you're that guy? No. The Hummer's a big car for big Sills. We think Barrett Brooks is going to get you think Barrett Brooks is going to get in a mini? <laughs> okay. Hey, wait a minute. No. I'm going to get you. Does, does Big Sills and Barrett Brooks look like we drive electric cars? I mean, seriously. Electric cars? Dude, I'd be out of power by the time I got through the mountains. How come Sills is stranded? 
man, he haul his big ass up the mountains. Uh, that Tesla ran out of power, dog. <laughs> Dude, he's driving up eight and he's going over those mountains. Where's Big Sills? What happened to him? His electric car ran out of power. Why? Have you seen him? <laughs> Elon Musk follows me on Twitter. He goes, hey, you should get a Tesla. I go, nah, I couldn't, I couldn't drive from where I live to see my daughter in college without running out of, I, I, I would need 700 batteries in my car. It's just not going to work. Big Sills not getting caught. Big, big getting caught in electric. You'll hey, two things you'll never see me do. Okay, you let me see. One is you'll never see me in an electric car, and you'll never see me eating at a health food place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No health food places. That ain't working for me, man. All right, I want to give you guys some of the top. Hey, first off. Rodgers to the Niners. Big Sills, in, Big Sills in a smart car. There's nothing smart about Big Sills, dude. Remember something. Big, see, guys like Barrett Brooks are smart. Offensive guys are smart. Big Sills is a reactor. Okay? I'm a reaction guy. I'm a reaction dude. <laughs> Sitting around and pontificating on things. I don't know. Hey, I'm just like every other dude, man. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Sills, hit him. Okay. That's what my wife does. Hey, get that guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Rogers to the Niners. First off, many of you are going to go, dude, money, salary cap, $60 million. I get you right. You're right. I don't know how that would work. Conversations are out there, though, that the Niners might have some interest in the Rodgers sweepstakes. That'd be horrible for Philly. Rodgers to San Francisco, you're not beating that team. You're not beating that team. No. Kansas City's not beating that team. Kansas City's not. Weezer, I agree. Shows you how desperate, though, San Francisco. So, wait a minute. Look how desperate San Francisco is at quarterback. But, Niner, look how desperate you are there. This is what I would do to try to make that deal happen. I'd re You'd have to restructure the Rodgers contract and get a guarantee from him that he'd play two years. Why wouldn't he? He's played his college ball in the Bay Area. Went to Cal. He's a California kid. Why wouldn't you want to play in San Francisco with that talent? But see, here's the difference on what Hertz is trying to do and accomplish by giving a team-friendly deal to the to the Eagles, okay? Versus would Aaron Rodgers restructure a contract to win? If Aaron Rodgers wants to win, the Jets. Sorry, Jody, but you're not winning shit there. <laughs> Why? I have a better chance of winning in Green Bay. In a weak-ass NFC than I do in the AFC with the Jets. 
you're not winning shit with the Jets. Are you going there to be on Madison Avenue and chase skirts? Okay, I guess. You got your Super Bowl, you you know, I guess so. I suppose. If that's how you want to go out, okay. Why not do this? Do what Brady did. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's restructure my contract. Give me some bonus money. Guarantee me this. I'll come to San Francisco. I'll restructure a deal, John. John Lynch. And let's go try to win one. If Aaron Rodgers did that, I think it changed the perception of how people look at him too. If he did something like that. But would he? His, his career doesn't show that he's willing to do anything like that. Shit, this guy doesn't even want to go to OTAs or he doesn't even want to talk to his young wide receivers in minicamps. He's going to restructure a contract to try to win when he never, he never showed any example of that in Green Bay. And all of a sudden now at 40, he's going to do that? I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I, I just I don't see him doing that. I don't see – I mean, I don't see a guy like that now. He's never – he's never shown that – he's never shown that ability to do that. Yell says Lynch would consider it. San Francisco doesn't have draft capital. That's right. There's nothing in the draft. If I'm them, I give the Jets or Green Bay, I give them my draft picks. And I tell Rodgers, can we restructure the deal when you get here? And I would do it. And then get this. If you want, send Trey Lance's ass to Green Bay. Let Green Bay figure it out with Jordan Love and Trey Lance. You get two first-round guys there. One of them's got to be good, don't you think? Or wouldn't wouldn't that be crazy? You send both those guys there, and they both end up sucking. And you've gone through... 30 years of quarterbacks between Favre and Rodgers, and you got Trey Lance and Jordan Love to pick from. I don't know. One of them has to be good. You know, English goes the Niners are overrated. How can you say that when they've been to three NFC championship games in five years? Where in the world would you say they're overrated when they won 12 consecutive ball games going into that NFC title game? Where is that overrated? And they held you to the lowest output offensively of any team this past season. They held you to 230 yards in total offense. Was it like they were overrated? They were not overrated. And I know what the score is, but I'm talking about they shut your offense down yardage-wise completely. Completely shut the yardage number down. That team is a team that averages about 350 yards a game. I'm talking Eagles. You had 230. Oh, the 30-yard gift that the refs missed. You're right, 260. Still under 300 yards. Weezer goes, the, 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 wait, wait. So you think the Raiders and the Jets, why in the world would you go to those two train wrecks? Raiders are going nowhere with Mark Davis's owner. They're going nowhere. God, if I went to the Raiders, I mean, look at the Raiders situation. What have the Raiders done, actually? 
okay, what have the Raiders done since Al Davis has passed away? What have they done? A couple seasons decent. How many winning years have they had in the last 20 years? Two? Three? It's it's a train, it's the West Coast version of the Washington Commanders. I don't mean I don't know who's the worst franchise, the Raiders or the Commanders. At least the Commanders sometimes went and they got quality coaches in there now with Eric B. Enemy and Ron Rivera and with uh, Jack Del Rio. Shit, when I look at the when I look at the Raiders, I don't see anything quality in there. And I see a guy who still has to prove that he could be a head coach. That guy was terrible. This guy had drafted Tebow. I mean, <laughs> that's the guy who drafted Tebow in the first round. Tebow. Can you imagine that? Tim Tebow, first round pick. Holy cow. Tyson Hill's better. Right? Tyson Hill. Jets have Joe Douglas. Joe is changing the landscape there. That I mean, look, man, they did a great job in the draft. They're a quarterback away. I agree. I think Joe's, I I think Joe's done a nice job there. I think Joe's done a nice job. Is he one of my teams? <clears throat> he is. Here's my surprise teams this year to make the playoffs. I got the Jets. I got the Panthers. I got the Commanders. I got the Lions. I got the Browns. And I got the Broncos. These are all teams that didn't make the postseason last year. I think these teams are going to make the postseason this year. These are these are my six to make it. Jets. Joe Douglas, Panthers, Frank Reich. I think he. I think the NFC South is there for the taking. We'll see what New Orleans does with Derek Carr. We'll see what he does with Derek Carr. I think the Commanders are going to be an interesting ball team. Sam Howell. I mean, there's another team with a quarterback issue. Shit. I mean, if they didn't have such a douche as owner, that's a team that should go for Lamar Jackson. But he's such a douche. God, I would not want to play. Dude, if I got drafted to the Washington Commanders, I would throw up. Hey, Sills, this is um, Ron Rivera. Congratulations, you're going to the Commanders. I'd hang up. <laughs> Be like, God. <laughs> Seriously, man, I would hang up. Good night. If I was a first-round draft choice and they called me and said, you're a commander, I'd be like, oh, my God. Ugh. I would throw up. <sighs> Man. You're in, right. You're in the middle of a sale. You got a scumbag owner. You got a guy who's the worst owner in the history of the NFL, maybe. You got the one of the worst people. You know, I heard that in that office, that – when executives or anybody walk by him, they have to have their head down. They can't look him in the eye or some shit. It's really weird. It's it's like you're, it's it, it's like you're talking to Ramses back in Egypt. You can't look the you can't look the Pharaoh in the eye. You're like what, <laughs> dude? If I can't look you in the eye or I can't hear you or I'm in a dark room, I think you're shady. You know what I mean? 
I hate people who whisper. I don't like people who sit in the dark. And I think you're shady, man. If I can't hear you and see you, you're trying to hide something from me. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, what? hey, Joseph. Hey, Joseph, you tell me, man. You think that's a great organization if you get drafted? Hey, the Washington Commander Seals have drafted you 11th overall. Congratulations. Ugh. Shit, man. I'm going to play with the Rock in the XFL. <laughs> hey, hey, Rock. You have any nil deals for me? Or I'd, I'd be like this. Can I go back to Miami? <laughs> if I, hey, if I pay all the money back, can I go back to Miami, please? I'd rather go back and play with the Canes, man, and go to the Commanders. You have no future there. Look what they're doing right now with Chase Young. They're debating on whether or not to pick up the fifth-year option on the kid. And you're like, I, I get the injury thing, but if you're Chase Young, don't you pray they don't? Hey, go ahead. I'll go to Philly. I'll go on the other side of Hassan Reddick. Chase Young to Philly next year. He gets 16 sacks, 17 sacks. Hey, hey. How you, can you see how he working at? Hey, Chase, I'll pay you 20 grand. I'll, I'll pay you 20 million. Put you on a one-year deal. Let's go. And if you're and if things work out, I'll sign you a long-term contract. Personally, I think he's got more talent than Micah Parsons. He's just got to stay on the field. I think that kid's better. I think he's a better talent than Micah Parsons. And and Washington is like not sure whether they're going to pick it up. Of course they're not, because they're dummies. <laughs> I mean, right? <clears throat> Chase or Garrett? Probably Garrett. Probably Garrett. Chase or Parsons? Chase. The most overrated player in the NFL is Micah Parsons. For, for The guy that plays in Philly was more of an impact player down the stretch than what Parsons was for the Cowboys down the stretch. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. Okay? And think about this last year with Washington. Washington beat the Eagles with Jalen Hurts on the field. I mean, that's a pretty good ball club. And you put Chase Young back in that front four? I don't know. They they did beat you. And it wasn't it wasn't one of those games where, you know, I mean, right? Parsons is overrated, man. Overrated, overhyped. He's a system player, I guess, if you want to call him that. All right, I wrote down the top 20 players. By the way, one more thing about the 10th and the 30th pick. You see, most people will look at the 10th pick, and when you're a sportscaster or you're a talk show host, 10 is greater than 30. No question. The 10th pick, no question. The 10th pick has more risk. Than the 30th pick. Don't you ever wonder why the teams that continue to win 
that pick in the lower end of the draft rarely miss. Why? Because as you get out of the top 15 picks, players start, start to fall in order. That's why the Eagles, hey, that's why the Eagles have more success in latter rounds. Because how he overthinks the draft. His record shows it. The success that the Eagles have had have mostly been in the latter rounds with the football team. Here, let's look at that. Jason Kelsey, latter round. Jordan Mulata, latter round. Um, Jalen Hurts, second round. I get Lane, first rounder. Let me ask you this. What was Landon Dickerson? Was Landon Dickerson a first-rounder? Was he a first-round pick? I forget. What round did Landon Dickerson go in? Landon was a second. Hmm. What round did um what round did Dallas Goddard go in? You guys know? What round did um, Dallas Goddard go? Interesting where he I, – I, I, I should have looked this up prior to coming on here, but I, Dallas Goddard was a second-rounder? <clears throat> Interesting. So what was Isaac Sayamalo – what was he drafted? What round was he drafted? Does anyone know what Isaac Sayamala was drafted? I'm going off the last year's team. Goddard was a third. Hmm. Interesting. So let me get this right. Seventh round, Malata. Second round, Dickerson. Sixth round, Kelsey. Sayamalo, third round. Lane, first round. Goddard. What 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 Goddard was a second? Hertz was a second. The running back on the team that made the Pro Bowl last year wasn't a first rounder. My point is, is that the Eagles are better not in the first round. They're better when they're better in the draft when they go best player available. Yeah. And look at the failures, Joseph, that they've had. Andre Dillard. Jalen Rager. Carson Wentz. All premium picks. All failures on offense. But when play when players start falling to them and they start to go into their draft order by best player available, their, their their personnel office goes, well, he's projected to go here. That's why they're good in the latter rounds than they are in the in the premium round one. 
They overdraft. They're terrible with the first round. And, and again, like we started the show off, they've drafted 37 defensive backs since 2000. You get an F there. O-line, you get an A. They've drafted 33 O-linemen in 23 years. Defensive ends kind of get a C. You've drafted 25 of them. I'm being, I'm being kind because it's Easter week. Look at the wide receivers. You drafted 25 wide receivers. And you got Devontae Smith, D-Jax, Jeremy Macklin. Sure. <laughs> I can't believe this number. You've drafted actually 16 running backs. With Danell Pumphrey being in there. Drafted 23 linebackers. I kind of thought that was odd because that's a pretty high number for them. Total failure at linebackers. That's why that 10th pick for the Eagles, I think it's got disaster written all over it again. Last year, you overdrafted Jordan. Dude, trade out of that thing. Trade it to somebody. Now, Bijan or Jalen Carter is there. Bijan's the fifth best player in the draft. You're not going to go wrong with him. How he's not going to... You've drafted 16 running backs. It's not like you haven't. Carter's the second best player on the board next to Will Anderson. You're not going to go wrong. You're not going to go wrong with those two. Anyone else? I think you do. Okay? I think you do. Look at the look at look, top five positions the Eagles have drafted since 2000. DBs, O-line, DE, wide receivers, and linebackers. <laughs> and look at this one. This is even more insane. We're going to get to the top defensive guys here in a minute. There's one quarterback in 23 years you've drafted that you feel comfortable saying he's the franchise guy. And you overpaid one of them. A.J. Feely, Andy Hall, Kevin Cobb, Mike Kafka, Nick Foles, Matt Barkley, Carson Wentz, Clayton Dorson, and Jalen Hurts. Nine quarterbacks you've drafted. Since how he's been in the building. I think you do. I mean, hey, Jalen can make all this go away. He can. But believe me, you don't think Brady made the Steve Grogan's of the world go away and the Tony Eason's and all them other guys? Shit, who was this? When you think of when you think of the greatest quarterback of all time, man, that New England place, man. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, Jacoby Brissett. You know, Mac Jones. That's funny, isn't it now? They're now shopping Mac Jones. <laughs> yeah. New England don't get the quarter. Dude, New England doesn't get the quarterback position right. For a small fraction of their franchise's history, they got it right once. They got it right with Brady. The rest of them have been bums. They've been bums. Steve Grogan with the neck collar. Remember he had that neck collar on? Why was that? His, he, 
Him and Bobby Douglas. Look who Bobby Douglas up. Another one of the great bear running back quarterback things, whatever it was. Okay, they got lucky. And, and, and Yale, they got lucky with Brady. They passed on him five times. They passed on Tom Brady. You know, the way Bill developed and nurtured Tom Brady. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Who were the five stiffs you drafted ahead of Brady? I would like to know the five stiffs that were drafted ahead of Brady that made New England think they were gurus at the draft also. I mean, right? What a brilliant stroke of genius by Belichick getting Brady. I mean, it, you know, he passed on him five times with five stiffs that probably had no impact on the team at all. <laughs> Bobby Douglas dual threat. Lane Johnson, you got it, man. Hey, hey, John, you want to hear this? In the draft, there's only one first-round draft choice that you are two first-round draft choices in your starting 11 that you drafted on offense. Lane Johnson, Devontae Smith. Take that to the bank. You have two first-rounders you drafted. Lane and Devontae. The other ones were trades or ladder-round picks. Yeah, you didn't build that team through the first round. <laughs> you were better in the second and third when players fell in the right order and you didn't overdraft. You got two first-rounders in your huddle. Two first-rounders in your offensive huddle that you drafted. Once again, James, listen to me. You have two first-rounders in your offensive huddle that you drafted. Arthur, again, I know sometimes English is hard. You have two first-rounders that you drafted in your huddle and your starting 11. Two. Okay? Two that you drafted. Let me take a timeout. I want to get to these top 20 defensive players that are going to be in the April draft. Hit the like button. Keep it here. National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Heading down the shore. Here, imaginations run wild, and time stands still. 
because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. National Football Show, appreciate you coming in here. Thank you very much. I got a ton of content, and I didn't even get through half of it. I didn't even get through half of it. By the way, I want to show you guys something cool. Um, I got this yesterday. I posted it. Some of you probably don't know, but I want to share this with you. So, Barry Smith, Florida Sports Hall of Fame. Really great. He, he, he. Now, you got to remember something. Barry is the executive director. He's a first-round draft choice. Florida State played at uh, with the Packers, actually, and wrote me a really kind letter. And Dick Sill's been nominated for the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. Dan, let's make great things happen this year. Looking forward to seeing you, involving you in the Florida Sports Hall of Fame and helping you come along with the team. I hope I'm, 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 I'm not in, but to even be considered a Florida Sports Hall of Famer means a lot. Pretty significant state. Thank you, Yale. It is, it, it, I'm not in. I'm not in. Thank you, Arthur. See, see Arthur here, man? Arthur gives me, well, Yale does too, and everybody else does. You know, hey, man, I'll tell you what, you guys give me a ton of shit, but you know what? That's my, you're, you're my favorite type of people to talk to. Man, do I hate yes people. And do I hate connivers. And do I hate Judases. I can't stand Judases. I just can't. Once I find out you're a Judas, I will never be your friend again. That will not happen. Man, my, it's why I got this small group of people 
Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Let me quickly run down before we get out of here. I want to run down the uh, list of the top 20 players. Again, I think you can move these around. This is kind of not my list of where I would rank them, but I got this from a personnel guy, and he told me these are kind of like the top 20 people that are going to be in the April draft, okay? Will Anderson, Alabama edge rusher, Jalen Carter, Georgia defensive tackle. Those are the top two best defensive players in this draft. Those are the top two best. of. Get this. If those two players would have went in last year's draft, they would have went one and two then too. Okay? They would have went one and two. <clears throat> Thankfully, I don't deal with that. I have an old, I have an old girlfriend, Gidum. Hey, hey, Yale. Yale, that's why I've been married for 35 years. You know that? I know some people probably are out there going, Sills, you've been married 35 years? Yeah. I'm going out there again. Everyone thinks that I'm some sort of I, absolutely not. 35 years I've been married. <laughs> I know. I can hear some of you going, God bless her soul. Oh, totally. She's she's like at the gym, it's, but I will say this to you. Um, I've never met a person I hated more, but loved more in my life. Okay, than my wife. <laughs> man. Whew. Certain days, man. <laughs> Green goes, Sills, to be honest, I didn't like you for the first few times, but you have grown on me. Just being straight up about it. I love the honor. Hey, Green. That is probably I should put that on a T-shirt on how people listen to me and how they watch me now. That's the, that is the exact thing. Am I abrasive? Am I obnoxious? Am I too loud? Am I sometimes um, over the top? Yes, all of those are true. Am I honest though? Yes. Am I genuine? Yes. I can't lie. I'm horrible at it. I'm not a very good liar. I'm the worst liar on the planet. You'll know when I'm lying. My eye starts doing this. <laughs> and I start having convulsions. <laughs> yeah, just not a very good liar, man. Tyree Wilson, I got third. Texas Tech edge. You like Gonzalez? He's ranked fourth. Oregon, cornerback. See, here's my problem with this Lucas Van Ness. Yeah, let me throw this at you here. He didn't start at Iowa. Do you have a problem drafting a guy in the first round that never started? Whew. Jason Pierre-Paul was that kind of guy at USF. He turned out to be a good ball player, you know? I mean, wow, he didn't start at Iowa. I don't know, man. Devin uh, Devon Witherspoon, Illinois, sixth cornerback. Joey Porter, I think is high here, seventh. Uh, Penn State cornerback. Now remember, these are the best defensive players. Drew Sanders, I think this is high for him. Arkansas linebacker, eight. I think that's high. Miles Murphy, nine. About right. Clemson edge. Brian Branch, 10. Bama safety. Nolan Smith, Georgia. Yeah, Miles. Hey, yeah, Miles Murphy's a good player. He, he fits into that tenth pick. Okay, he fits into that tenth pick. 
You know, you know, King, you like Sanders? I got to have to watch more of him. I won't lie to you and here and tell you that I've seen a ton of film on him. But what I like about the one thing that I don't have to even think about already is, is that he played at Arkansas, which means he plays in the Southeastern Conference. So I'm, that, that's a massive positive for me. By the way, I'm very prejudiced with uh, SEC teams and SEC players. Okay. I am. I'm, I'm totally going to draft there. And if I can have my entire draft in the SEC, I would probably. Um, I got Nolan Smith, 11, Georgia, Edge. Deontay Banks, Maryland, cornerback, 12. Mozzie Smith, Michigan, D-line, 13. Brian Breezy, Clemson, D-line, I think it's kind of high, 14. Keon White, Georgia Tech, D-line, 15. I think this is a little low. Keely Ringo, Georgia, cornerback. I think this is probably around right um, for the kid from Pitt. Cansey, 17, D-line. The only reason that Cansey's going to go low is because of his height. Let me show you something here. You see this right here? What is that? About two inches? That'll cost Cansey. This right here will cost Cansey $3 million. That right there will cost him $3 million. Not his play, but his measurables will cost him $3 million. bucks. I think he's a good player too. <clears throat> Pitt produces great players. Will McDonald, Iowa State, Edge. 18. <clears throat> Emmanuel Forbes, Mississippi State, cornerback, 19. And Cam Smith, South Carolina cornerback. These are your top defensive players. According to, better not say, a, um, a front office in the NFL. So Anderson, Carter, Wilson, Gonzalez, Ness, that's the nest thing bugs me because he never started. Murphy's big dude looks strong. Debo Debo does a great job. And hey 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 Yale, who's the head coach? Um, who's the head coach at Oklahoma now? He did a great job of recruiting defensive players there. What's his name? Uh, he did a great job of putting guys on that football team. It was there forever. He's a head coach OU now, the D-line um, um, the D-line guy, he or the defensive coordinator. He was there at Clemson forever. Damn, I can't think of the guy's name. Now he's the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, he he was wonderful in recruiting. The guy made three and a half million dollars as the um as the DC there. And did a really great job of putting so many good football players over there at that side of the ball. Miles Murphy at around nine, Brian Branch, 10, Smith, Deontay Banks. Um, yeah. Emmanuel Forbes. I like Emmanuel Forbes at 19. That's a corner. He's a pretty good ball player, too. 
Man, I'll tell you what, guys. I got a ton more stuff here. I could have done another three hours. There is so much out there. I can't wait as we're getting closer to the NFL draft. I thank you guys so much for coming aboard. You guys are wonderful again. Please hit the like button. Tone, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, my friend. Big Xander, Big Joe, we thank you very much. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.